0: With that. Are you ready? Look at the gods, the drugs from my generation, and
1: it's a sin. The gods of faith, the fraud, the messenger with me. Come on, come on, come on. Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. Dumb The New Day. Let me talk to you. Baby. If I could be serious for a minute. For the love of God, stay away from the deep of dogs. Move to the music, play the
0: music. Move it to the music, yeah. Acknowledge me.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the DWI Podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I am your podcast Jedi and the artist formerly known as Pizza Funny. Uh, once upon a time, I was a commissioner as well. Now, in my current day, I'm just a list maker, not a candlestick maker. But welcome back to the 341st edition of the DWI Podcast. The man, the myth, the legend, the other half of the world's greatest tag team never joins me as always. It's the architect. It's DPP. I heard you were uh, putting together a drink before. We were architecting a uh, what a, a
3: hangover for tomorrow. You know when you spend two and a half hours at the bank, you kind of need a drink. Ah, uh, that, so
2: that's what you were doing. So you would have much rather met me this
3: afternoon instead oh, of at the
2: bank. I was like, yeah. I was like, what what fucking errand is going to take him more than two hours before the show here?
3: Apparently, opening Jesus. checking accounts is Bullshit, very difficult. She's
2: blowing me off. <laughs> Uh, that sucks. I'm sorry you had to go through that. It's like it's like the it's like two steps down from the DMV and w- one step below buying a car.
3: It's it's one of those again where like like moving like I will it's never never gonna happen again. Like that's this was the bank I will die in, you know. <laughs> Did you hear that bank funds. of
2: whatever you could charge him whatever you want? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, and of course on the show the Michael Hayes of this podcast, the, the, the free bird rules man himself. His pipes are also oh velvet and he's one of my great friends and, and a wonderful father. It's Christopher Platt. I could smoke a bag of that, man. I'm glad to finally be acknowledged. It's all
4: good. And DP, you know, the, you had,
2: the fucking titles or that you're a part of our tag team, but shut up. But the <laughs> reason, it took you so, reason it took you so long at the
4: bank, man, is because you, an illuminati business everybody knows here that they're the <laughs> illuminati and you know you you can't just move shit around like that and you know dealing with the normal folk the common folk and think there's not going to be some situations and circumstances
3: that shall arise you know what i mean i mean i walked in with a handful of cash man it's not like they had to check anything <laughs> yeah did you They give were them a non-sequential handshake? non-sequential hundreds all right like everything was legit did you give them the shake I didn't give him the you didn't shake. You did give him
4: the shake. Yeah, that's what I happened. You give him the, you shake.
3: You that didn't give him the shake.
4: That's Shit. what happened. Yeah, that's what happened.
2: Yeah. Like, got, like, $250,000 in ones, fives, and tens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you must you must be going to Mexico because you don't like the, you know, the exchange rate on the – no, just unmarked. Put him in this bag.
4: I didn't say he was a drug dealer, Tutty. I said he was part of the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he,
2: just, he just had a really good weekend planned, that's all. He had a John McAfee weekend. Let me tell you, if you're not watching – the John McAfee fucking uh, documentary. On
4: Mac and Roe, baby. Oh, 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 never
2: mind. No, like McAfee Antivirus, the guy who created Oh,
4: got it. you, got you, got you, okay.
2: It's on Netflix, Sour 40-some minutes. Watch it. It's fucking crazy, fucking, crazier than any fucking movie. Anyway.
4: Well, the, we, the John McEnroe we, documentary listen. on Showtime is good
2: as well. Yeah, I've watched that one. That's good. He cries all the time. Big deal. Um. <laughs> I'm pause. See, I summed it up right there for you. Enough about the three of us the triumphant trifecta of triangular podcasting. We've been around forever. And by the way, small brag here, uh, EWI podcast eight year anniversary. So congratulations, Dan and Chris and AJ, wherever you are. I hope the move's going well, but I am yep. privileged to have a wonderful guest this week. He is one third of the mindless wrestling podcast. He's a, he's a motherfucking genius. And I'll explain that in a second. <laughs> he is Rob, the genius Mr. Rob Bonnet is on the show, and Rob, when you're on here, you are Rob the motherfucking genius. Okay. No problem. There we go. How's it going, Rob? Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for your list, and I'm thrilled to have you here to start the top 100.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's always good to be here, and I haven't talked to Chris in a while. We used to tear it down over on Outsiders Edge with Ray a bunch of times. So yeah, well, we
4: go we go back like spinal cords of car seats. So it's good yes to see sir. you, brother.
2: Not that we want to go back to car seats causing spinal cord injuries, but <laughs> I, like the, I like the advancement we've had in life. Tell us about the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. That's you and DJ and, man, I'm like... Jason. Kicking, Jace. I was going to say Jason. Jace, and I didn't think that was it. it I, I was almost there, Jason. Um, yeah. <laughs> you guys are knocking it out of the park over there.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for the compliment. And uh, we've been doing it for... When did we start? Like, well, me and DJ started it in... 2020 i'm sure a lot of people started podcast during the pandemic sure <laughs> so we started doing it then and then jason came on shortly after we started and so we've been going since then and you know we were just kind of out there you know we were the one of the outlaw mud show podcast for a while before greg picked us up and we've been on with you guys we've been part we've been part of the family for what, a few months now
2: rocking and rolling baby yeah we so, actually uh We've actually just beefed up our content. I think we're we only have two days with with only one content drop. I know at one point in time, I had a lot of time on my hands and we were dropping like three shows a day, and I was doing like eight a week. And um, then we then recently we yeah, dude, it was fucking nuts. Um, Chris was a part of that. Dan was a part of that when we had everything going there. But I think slowly we're getting back to bringing back a lot of the quality stuff. So I can tell you that right now. Five days a week. Besides, Monday and Thursdays are the only days we only have one content drop. Those are Bandwagon Nerds and Chairshot NFL. And I think those two kind of deserve a little attention right now. Um, and every other day you're getting two podcasts, which is great. Outsiders Edge is Back, Mindless is Crushing It, Talking the Cake, New Force Order, a new Star Wars podcast is on the show, uh, on the network. So uh, Chairshot Radio Network, all of your favorite streaming platforms, and, of course, the chairshot.com. always use your head. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. I think we've talked enough to take our first commercial break, gentlemen. So well done. And, I, and I'm, and I'm going to just go ahead and get into the commercial break because as, as quickly as we're going to be done talking about the current day product, we're going to have a really good time with our second segment today. DWI Podcast 341, 8th oh. <laughs> anniversary edition. Congratulations. Chris and Dan for sticking with me for eight years, man. I don't know if you can do it for another eight. I challenge you. I double it.
0: <laughs>
4: I don't know why you telling me congratulations. I'm like the Billy Martin of the podcast. I've been fired and rehired like 86 times. So
2: <laughs> apparently, no matter what happens, you're gonna be here. We'll be right. I'm like back. herpes. Oh, oh
0: man, what?
1: <laughs> you're always about to go way it can happen. <laughs>
2: All right, folks, right back here, DWI Podcast, Chair Shot Radio Network. And don't forget about ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair. Pick yourself up a Chair Shot t-shirt. They make a great gift as well. You can get it in soft style. It's an extra $5, but I can guarantee your epidermis will thank you. Chris, it's been a long time since you've tried to guess what the possible promo code could be over at uh, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. What do you think it could be right now?
4: I mean, this is a dead ass season right now. There's no dead ass season.
2: Put that on the board. All right. That's one <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, <laughs> NFL. That's another one. Um,
2: right. Yeah. Uh, football. Football. Yeah, it's probably 12. football. Hey, yeah. there you go. Or autumn. Right. Autumn. Yeah. 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 Psych. It's huh. probably football. All right. Pro Wrestling com forward slash <laughs> the chair shot. Check it out. Gentlemen, what? is in your brains as far as current wrestling product. Impact, AEW, WWE. Let's talk about the NXT is back to black and gold. You know what? Let me just, here. I'll start the conversation and you guys can just jump in and and, and do whatever you want with the rest of it. But it's hilarious because the day of that episode this week, uh, Tuesday, WWE NXT on Twitter tweets out, 2.0 tweets out, what's your favorite part of WWE NXT 2.0? And I had the whole fucking tweet typed up and I didn't send it. And it said the moment it ends and goes back to black and gold and that would have aged really fucking well. But just like Mike Vanderjack, how, how do you spell Vanderjack? S-U-C-K-M-Y-A-S-S. I missed out and I didn't fucking think about it till the car ride home.
4: So Dude, to, uh, Peyton Manning, your uh, chill shot's liquored up kicker.
2: <laughs> i am liquored up but hopefully i won't be kicking anything tonight i'm
3: not putting soft shoes on i just thought it was something you're
1: not you, you weren't you weren't a fan of 2.0 pc
2: uh no i mean i'm not a general fan of nxt to, to say but it's just like you know what when i pay attention to it because i know what's going to happen and i watch the big matches and i watch the pay-per-views but i'm not watching that week to week i mean I read
1: the filthy sheets so uh, cuz a uh, well for me for me I I liked the 2.0 cuz black the uh, black and gold got to be too much for me. I got those, I couldn't do those 35 minute main events with Gargano and Champa and then Gargano and Adam Cole and it, it was too much for me. Oh,
2: I, that was that was the beginning of the end.
1: Yeah and I I mean once those started, it was just like, uh man. I mean, it got to the point where I, you know, I'd watch Takeover, but then once a, you know, I'd watch everything but those matches. So if that went on, if that if they went on last, it was an early night for me, because um, <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, I just man, no, I could not. I just couldn't do that with you know thirty five minute matches. 25. So you like, so you like two Yeah, I mean, well, because to me, it serves its purpose. Um, It's developmental, so they have, they're mostly new people there, and you get to watch them, you know, learn how to work and learn how to be a character. And they're they're actually, you know, they're giving everybody characters.
2: So now what do you expect? Do you expect a combination of both? Because, I mean, that's what I see. I don't see the old gritty, you know, like you said, 20 minute, 25 minute main events that we used to see on. Mm -hmm. The old black and gold.
1: I mean, I think it just dep- well, it depends on who, depends on whether they stick with the current roster. Because most of the people they have there now are kids, basically. You know, well, look, I'm 48, so if you're under the age of 30, you're a kid to me. Um, and, and most of the people they have there are kids. I think, and, you're running,
2: uh, I think you're running second lieutenant to Dave.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> And they're, all, and, and they're all green as hell. Most of them are. So, if you, I mean, if you're, if you're sticking with that type of roster, then you can't do the black and gold 30-minute main events and all that stuff. You can't do that all because right. cause these, you know, cause these kids can't do it, right? Um, now, if they start, you know, so I'm hoping they stick with things as they are as far as the roster, and then the booking and all that will take care of itself. Um, if they start, you know, if they start flying in, you know, 35 year old indie guys again, then yeah, I, I'm probably going to check out.
2: <laughs> Chris, jump in there.
4: Yeah, I tried. I, I tried for <coughs> several, several weeks. Plus, you know, I would go to Twitter periodically and see everybody so excited about NXT 2.0. It it just didn't make me moist, y'all. You know, like Rob alluded to, man, I mean, they, they, they are green as goose shit. It's developmental. Honestly, I don't think that they most of those men and women don't need to be on national cable television. They need time to develop and cook and figure out their characters, work that shit out and, and you know, whatever the case may be. Like they just need more time. Uh obviously there was a there's a few diamonds down there. I think Carmelo Hayes <laughs> has a bright future. Braun Breaker obviously has a bright future, and there's a few of the women that also have bright futures, but ultimately I just don't think that it needs to be on national cable television. This seems like it would serve its purpose better being like a I don't want to say public access, but being more like a local thing, like on one of the local Florida channels or something like that. And then let them tour the, you know, the southeast and get some reps under their belts and learn how to deal with different types of crowds and stuff like that. But as far as a national promotion, yeah, I think that's all bad. I don't think we need to
3: see it. They must make enough money on it, though, to continue doing the way oh, they're they do. doing yeah. it. You know, like, that's, you know, otherwise, yeah, I would agree. Like, like maybe, like you know, keep it like a Ring of Honor level type of thing. But it's, but I guess a little less because, yeah, it is, it should be more of a developmental territory or whatever. And I think HBK's little video package that they did pretty much, I think, in a sense, solidified it. You know, he he said in there, like, this is for developmental. This is, you know. These are guys that are going to be working on their craft and then moving on, and that's what it's going to be, and that's what it should be, and that also solidifies the fact that NXT is not going to be back to the level of SmackDown and Raw like we talked about, like they were at one time when they were doing the Survivor Series. So I, I just I don't see that being the case anymore either, which is fine. So yeah, PC. sorry,
2: my audio cut out for a second i hope you guys can hear me am i good to go here now again yes, sir. Yeah, I
1: can. Actually,
2: as long as dan can hear me that's what really matters <laughs> um, he's the one recording um you know I, and i'm not sure if you guys touched on it briefly but nxt has nothing to they don't benefit from being the third brand they benefit from being the feeding brand yes because the expectations are lower and the people always root for the underdog. Look at, look at the, the. I, I like to call it the loud minority. And it's the people that it's like an AEW kind of thing. It's like this, this, this very small amount of people that are so fucking loud. You think there's a ton of them, but just don't pay attention to them because they're just, they're just wrong. They're just annoying and they're just out there for the <laughs> wrong reasons, right? And I mean, I sound like an asshole, but. I put it out there on Twitter this week. I'm a 41 year old white male American, and I'm a WWE guy, and I think Impact is solid, and I, and I only give you my specifications just so you can know who I am and you know wh- and what I how I perceive wrestling, right? Because everybody perceives wrestling different, and that's not a bad thing. It's just everybody should be tolerant and and and. Non-judgmental, and that's a problem. It's a problem with media right now, and and we talk about it on bandwagon nerds and this all this review bombing and shit like that. It's just stupid. It's out of hand. So I guess the point is, if it's if it's it's what you like, then like it. If it's not what you like, then change the channel. The negativity can just move along with the next.
1: Oh yeah, because look, I mean, I grew up. I cut my teeth as a wrestling fan on on. 80s WWF and Jim Crockett NWA, um, so that's my wheelhouse. That type of stuff. I, you know, if if you fit more into that category, then and,
2: and where did you live growing up?
1: I I grew up in Maryland in PG County, so I got the.
2: So you had all the East Coast and you you had some of the South <laughs> Southern wrestling too,
1: that yep. little bit. So at one point, I mean, you know, through the magic of cable and all of that, um, yeah, I got. You know, NWA, WWF, AWA, when it was still going. Uh, Bill Watts, you know, Mid-South, got that nice. for a while. And then on ESPN, they were, you know, they showed some world class. So They
2: I, had the Vegas wrestling. Who was yeah. out in Vegas? That was, that, was that, was a, yeah, that was AWA. A- yeah. Yeah, yeah, that,
1: yeah, that was AWA. That was AWA where uh, Sean and Marty barely survived, getting, you know, coked <laughs> up out there in Vegas every, <laughs> every
2: week, right? <laughs> Not <laughs> the best. Yeah, maybe, uh, oh, oh, my goodness. Maybe they should have paid them after they were done working and not before.
1: Yeah, because I forgot, was it Sean that said one of those things, that they said you get your money in, in cash or you get it in uh, uh, grams or something? Or yeah, something I
0: don't know.
1: That... yeah, not good. I remember that. Go ahead, Ralph. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, I have kind of, so for me, you know, I have my own kind of specifics on, like who looks like they should be champion and you know and I need the action to look as real as it possibly look. So I'm not big on the you know, the flip you do shit. You know, I you know, I see Will Osprey going, I wanna puke. Um, but yeah, but you know, so I got look, I got my preferences and my specifics and you know, I mean everybody else has theirs and like you said, just you know, be respectful. (laughs) Don't, you know, I'm not a hater because I don't like your, you know, whoever it is you think is the greatest thing in the world. And I'm not a hater because they just don't do it for me. And, you know, vice versa, you know,
2: we're going to get in, and we're going to get into more of that when we kind of start the top 10 here. The last thing I want to get into is you guys talked about it in the pre-show here is it looks like at, well, what is it? Are we on eight now? Is this seven or eight? It was, Jam in the Sand 8, the battle in Kuwait. I really wish they would uh, the show to Kuwait. Because it just flows so perfectly, does it all not? Right. Good. <laughs> I didn't ruin it in the chat because I was trying to remember. I didn't know if it were 7. So 7 was uh, Jam in the Sand 7, all virgins go to heaven, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah and jam, and you, in you, sand, jam in the Sand 6.
4: And you are all afterlife. Just keep flying in planes. But yeah, go ahead. What jam we, we talked yeah,
2: about now? <laughs> jam in the Sand 6, back in the mix. Jam in the yes. Sand 5. All the way live. Well, I have Jam in the Sand 4, back for more Saudi fuck money. That Jam <laughs> yeah. jamming the Sand 3. What was Jam in the Sand 3? Because 2 was Jam in the Sand 2, Electric Boogaloo, and then and Jam yeah. in the Sand. Yeah, Uh Jam so Jam sand the Sand 3. More fuck money? Yeah, was it was. Because, and because 4 was back for more fuck money. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Alright, there you have it. I promised a certain DM speed they would might hear that today, so.
4: Yeah, we're right back. I just wish they would relocate the show to Kuwait, because it just flows perfectly. You know what I mean?
2: What
0: am uh,
4: I supposed to do, man?
0: That's <laughs>
2: Alright, so Logan Paul against Roman Reigns? Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Yes, you're correct, sir.
2: Wow, Dan, <clears throat> I want your thoughts, because we've been doing this for eight years, and now a social media superstar I am Logan Paul. Granted, there's some surrounding credentials. Uh, I say that laughing. Uh, going up against the, the longest and WWE champion since Hulk Hogan uh, in the 80s. What, 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 Dan, we grew up together. We've been doing this since <laughs> the mid 90s together.
3: What are your thoughts on this? Which which terrible somebody do you want? You want this? Those- <laughs> or do you want? Come on, Dan! Or do you want? Oh great. Isn't this magical? What do you mean really? You want to see like really? okay. Yes. No. Wouldn't you rather? Uh, Tyson would Tyson Fury be better? Did you enjoy no. Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez? Like, do yes, we really need, I did do we need, why, why does Logan Paul get this? Why? Just because he's the one that's going to make the most money because they have nobody else. Cause Randy Orton's hurt. Is that All right. Right. Ding,
2: ding, ding, All ding. right? Okay, great. Okay, great. Now, now that's an easy path to exactly why this is happening. Right. And, and you can throw in other small things and we will about Logan Paul, the people on this show today that think there could be benefits outside of just the money, but Dan, I think there's a lot of people that agree with you. Okay, then what is your path from here to WrestleMania for Roman Reigns, since you don't like that path?
3: Uh, he could hang out at Disneyland, I guess. And let
2: me, and let me, and let me just, since I won't get to do it at any other point of the show today,
3: crack one open for this. I don't know. I don't know what the path is. Well, you gotta
2: have an opponent at extreme. You gotta. You, I guess you don't even have to have an opponent at extreme rules. You gotta have an opponent at Not Jam the Sand. Good. You gotta have an opponent at probably. Ah, uh, he's probably in a Survivor Series match. The Bloodline. That makes more sense. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah,
2: I don't know, probably out. day one. You don't. Uh, so I need a. I need a match for him and a storyline uh, to jam in the I sand need, up the I need Royal exactly Rumble. Won, and then because they went back ATL. So and who's Yeah. Uzi got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, what do you got? He needs two matches between now and WrestleMania, and who's he got at Mania? Because you don't like what they're doing. Because clearly, what we're all going to say is Logan Paul makes the money. He's looked really good. He's got the passion. And what else are they going to do in between now and then is what the three of us are going to say. And, and if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, uh, Rob and Chris. Before Dan tells us what he wants, so I can buy a little more time for him.
0: <laughs>
4: Cleveland's own baby. Cleveland, man. All we do is produce main of winners, baby. That's what we do.
2: And I'm not against. what we do. Listen, and I'm oh. not against what Dan's about to say and why he's against it, right? But I just want to give him a little time because now he's thought about it. He's had plenty of time now. Dan knows what the fuck's going on. He's one of the. Dan was probably the highest percentage on the old chair shot staff pick for the WWE pay per views, to be honest with you. Remember when we used to do oh, that? Well, that oh, yeah, we used to pick them? Yeah, we used keep track? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that took me forever. <laughs> uh, just like this stuff another, but you know, uh, go ahead, Dan. What would you do different? What What's your storyline then?
3: I don't know how necessarily much of a storyline it is, but I I mean, AJ Styles is out there. You brought back Braun Strowman. You could have you could throw him in there because we know basically at this point, none nobody's he's not dropping the title until at least WrestleMania, right? It's either it's going to be Cody Rhodes, right. like We all assume, but. Mm. Yeah. Leader okay. okay Drew McIntyre. Leader let's take it easy. Maybe, AJ? Maybe, <laughs> if rock
2: <laughs> wants to do it and he wants the title involved, then that's no, going to need the, yeah. no, but if the rock, rock comes it. in and says, fine, I'll have this match because I want to have this match," but it's for the fucking title. It's at WrestleMania. It's my last match. It's going to fucking happen.
1: Yes. And then look, can I jump in here? This whole doesn't need to be for the title as much garbage. Why in the hell would he come back? To, 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 I mean, kayfabe in real life why why would he come back and not have a title match why okay if we're talking why? 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 why, why so, so we can have so somebody else can get a turn with a title match that's all it is people want they, want they want cody to have a turn they want drew to have a turn they want this guy over here to have a turn Okay. Well,
2: if, we're,
4: if we're talking kayfabe, it's yeah, Rob, preach, brother.
2: If yeah. we're talking no, kayfabe, Chris, shut the fuck up, Rob. You were saying. What know. were you saying, Rob? ain't
4: wrestled since 2012. What constitutes him
2: He's getting the fucking right? rock, motherfucker? So he He's not gonna win the title. You know, All he has to do is come out with a flamethrower and torch his fucking letters of his name, <laughs> motherfucker.
1: Do we? Do Do we, Do I need to go find what he tweeted at Philip Jack Brooks back in the day? Yeah, about Chris, that? does
2: he need to go find it?
1: Huh? <laughs> okay, cause your man <laughs> Philip Jack Brooks was complaining about that too. Okay, and it's the same thing, cause he's the Rock. Damn it, that's why. Okay,
4: I can't argue that.
1: I mean, like, <laughs> I, mean, I look, look,
2: is your nose fucking broken? You can't smell it?
1: Look, look, man, look. When 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 Tyson got out of prison, what did they do? They gave him like one tomato can fight, and then they put him in title matches. Why? Cause he's Mike can Tyson.
2: Name that guy's name. He's a oh, Irish, he's a
1: McNeely. white
2: Irish. Peter monster. McNeely. Yeah. Oh well. baby. I, Dan appreciates that we're big boxing.
4: Okay, guys. so let's okay, so let's bring back Heath Slater, and it could be rocking Heath Slater at uh, Royal Rumble, and then he could have his title match at Mania.
2: Look, Dwayne, I, mean, come, I look, am not Paul Patrick, without muting you. I will mute you for the second time listen, ever. In his, listen,
1: listen know, man, look, yourself. look, Dwayne can only work one match without tearing every muscle in his body. Now, okay, <laughs> so okay,
2: a lot, a lot of work,
1: so lot look, of work I,
0: before
2: the bell, a lot of in and out of the ring. And then maybe a whole bunch of fucking pop circumstance after and posing. we got a good eight, nine minutes.
1: Yeah. So look, um you don't want him you don't want to risk him tearing everything in you know the the match before WrestleMania. So he's coming back, he's gonna do that one match, and then that's gonna be it.
2: <laughs> All right. Does anybody else have anything about the current day product they want to talk about? Because we got something really special to get into. Dan, I see you
1: Oh, I got a question. Yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Okay, you guys, team Punk or team Bucks in this whole mess? Team neither. Oh. I'm team I'm team Authority
3: because <laughs> I'm the fence.
2: Sure you are. You're the Illuminati. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'll tell you what I am, Rob. I'm team whatever gets any of them to WWE because that's where I want to see people. You oh, know what? Fuck
4: it. I'm team Punk. I, I I am unapologetically team Punk. Fuck it. I said it. I said it. My oh. cry. fuck it. But, like
2: I don't enjoy listening to millionaires and billionaires argue I really don't like much care about listening to hundred thousand to millionaires argue or whatever the fuck those idiots are worth so they're millionaires but I don't, I don't who cares you're, get over it you're a, you fucking half of it's bullshit too by the way right
1: Well look I'm look I'm a certified CM Punk hater. And in this, this case, is, I'm on this it. This is going to be a problem. I wish I had my sound today. You, yeah. You'd be listening to fucking Cult of Personality right fucking uh. now. <laughs> and look, cause look, I always like pointing out that, you know, Sid Vicious had two WrestleMania man events and CM Punk had none. Uh, but. <laughs>
4: That that's uh, some real hater shit. I
1: mean, you ain't raw, but that's hey, real hater shit. But <laughs>
3: Psycho Sid is the man. Rules
4: the rules. <laughs> um, even even bad bad big Lord Lawrence Taylor got a baby, a main event. Now see yeah, see sir. what
2: you look what you doing, Rob? Now I'm hate. <laughs>
1: yeah, Michael Mizanin has more main events than. <laughs> Philip okay.
2: Oh, you yeah, you're not gonna. Yeah, I'm a Miz fan too.
1: Oh, right. oh no, look, no! I absolutely love that Miz has a main event, and that Punk was all salty about it, and then he never got one. Trust me, I loved it. But
3: got in this particular so
1: case, in this in this particular case, I hate Matt and Nick Jackson even more. Um, I hate them as wrestlers. They are everything that's wrong with ring work to, nowadays. To me, um, I can't stand them, and they sound like they they sound them and Kenny both sound like some. Oh passive aggressive whiny little bitches. And
2: ring the bell. <laughs> they, they, man, we gotta get Andrew Belaz on with Rob next time. Dan
1: and um we'll,
2: we'll, we'll, th- Go th- ahead, they, Rob, finish finish your point quick okay. and then we'll go to Dan, and then we gotta Look, get to commercial.
1: They rolled up on that man seven deep and got their ass kicked. I'm okay, so I'm always with the person. <laughs> you know, okay?
2: Watch out for the chair. Oh, Terry Funk enters Yo.
0: the room. My, eye. Oh, my eye.
1: Shout out to A Steel,
4: man. You no, see, popping off my woman's <laughs> in the room, my boys in the room, and there's a dog in the room. Yeah, I'm coming in there swinging chairs and biting motherfuckers too. sit yeah. shit pop off in Amber in the room. You don't think I'm coming in biting motherfuckers and throwing chairs? You damn right I am. All
2: right, Dan. Before this gets to even more <laughs> out fire. so we can go
3: to commercial. Make my quickly, point and I'll go to commercial. <laughs>
2: commercial. <laughs> no, uh, just come on. What were you gonna say?
3: No, I'll go to the. Uh, it's uh going back to the NXT changeover. Is so when NXT 2.0 and Vince McMahon decided to go NXT 2.0 and he had Braun Breaker come out and literally kick down the old NXT logo to like say like, okay, this is, this one's over. It's time for a new era. We need to do the same thing with NXT 2.0. You brought up the flamethrower. That's exactly what I want to see is the old Multi fancy color NXT 2.0 logo. Braun Breaker come up with a flamethrower, make it black with fire on the sides for the old black and yellow. Let's do it.
2: I got something better. All right. I got something better. How about Slim Jim sponsors him again? And he slaps into a new Slim Jim, and the whole thing
3: explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't infringe on the Macho Man's gimmick.
2: day. <laughs> All right, we're going to commercial DWI 341. When we come back, we will begin to unveil 91 through 100 of the Chairshot 100 DWI podcast, Chairshot Radio Network. We'll be right back. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you
4: check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com always use your head
2: 100 of the finest male wrestlers around the globe from any company in the WrestleMania era and a lot of people ask me when does it start I'm like I don't I don't know whatever storyline build you want going into 85 so if it's 83 and a half or 84 and you got some long standing shit fine um, it was so fun for me to Accumulate these lists from nine uh, of, of finest people that help out over at the chair shot. Let me run it down. We have lists from Doctor S'mores, Kyle Moore's, uh, the I.W. War Chief, or I.W. War Chief, and and uh, <laughs> lifelong villain of Christopher Platt, uh, Andrew Bolaz, Joey Bag of Donuts. What a good friend Joey has has just come into our 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 uh, chair shot realm lately. Coming on the show and everything else joey's got a wonderful twitter feed he's been voted best twitter feed by pittsburgh twice nice. uh so it's a pretty big thing so follow him at Joey bank donuts ov by the way go ahead chris you're, you're welcome, Joey. I, <laughs> I you voted the, the MVP rub. He voted once. Joey won by 1,000 yeah. and plants like, you're welcome. Buddy. Yeah, he got the velvet yeah, fight rub, me. baby. Yeah, by, <laughs> my rub is a real thing, baby. I, yeah, yeah. I won by 4,000 and plants like, you owe me a beer next time I see you. Uh, <laughs> Steve Cook, you can find his weekly NFL betting picks. Uh, fantasy football player extraordinaire was in a fantasy football league with him one year, and I lost him in the championship. That's of a Shout out bitch. to I, Cook.
4: Shout out to yep. Cook too, man. He he, uh, him and I are the resident uh, Louisville University, of Louisville basketball fans of the Great. chair shot. So shout out to Cook.
2: He also follow. He also writes for. Uh, he writes professionally uh, for a uh, 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 content provider that. Uh, Gives you everything you need to know about the Nashville Predators. Big hockey fan as well. Dave Ungar, Platts consigliere, Attitude of Aggression, the Big Four podcast. Bandwagon nerds. You all know Dave Ungar. Best friend of the DWI podcast. I can announce right now that Dave Ungar, he might be on here and there from week to week coming up. But Dave Ungar is the sole guest for the reveal of the top 10 of the chair shot 100. I think that's only fitting. I think DP and Chris would also agree with Dave Ungar being the guest for that. So I'm just going to let everybody know that publicly right now. Christopher Platt, DP, myself, and Rob, the motherfucking genius as well. Those are your nine people that provided a, a list for you. So I can't wait to get into it. These guys know ta- the 91 through 100. Also, everybody that provided a list knows 91 through 100. Nobody else is going to know that until you're listening right now. And after <coughs> this podcast is aired. Airshot Radio Network, all your favorite streaming platforms. Let's get into it, gentlemen. Coming in at 100 with 131 points La Parca, LA Park, <laughs> LA Parquet, if you'd like, however you want to call them.
3: Woo, 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 woo. That's all I see. Here. Yes. Hello, I think you can down. All right. I got La Parca's team right
2: Okay. <laughs> around the horn we'll start with the guest rob did you have him on your list and what are your thoughts of la park
1: okay well he's not on my list but oh man i look i, I love the park the park was one of my favorite luchadoras back from nitro days and the whole thing with the chairman and you know Hitting people over the head with the chairs and all that stuff, and then later on, I mean, in uh, MLW, like you know, he's about hundred pounds heavier and he's just like a straight up like brawler now, <laughs> and he's I mean he's still fun to watch there. So I, I didn't put him on my list, but look, I got no problem with him. you're not going to get any argument here because LA, look, he with as the Parker or LA Park now, he's definitely one of them. No, the most hundred, most fun people to watch over the past 40 years. Chris? I
2: totally
1: agree,
4: man. I did not have him on my list. As a matter of fact, I actually had Juventud Guerrera at this one hundred spot. I feel well, like Juventud
2: Do you know how many other people <coughs> had Juventud Guerrero on their list?
4: You've already told me. No, <laughs> zilch. Zip. Zero. Nada. None. It's going to be yes. fun.
2: Be but so I fun. mean, but Last I feel like— so mad all the time.
4: Yes, I am. Because I feel like Hoover Toot, man, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle, man, because obviously everybody big up Rey Mysterio and for obvious reasons. But he's right there with Rey Mysterio and psychosis. Hoover too, is right there as one of the guys, one of the, the Mexican luchadors that <laughs> came over here to this country and really, for better or worse, revolutionized wrestling. Like that's kind of that luchador style. That's pretty much like the prevailing style of wrestling nowadays, whether, you know, whether good, or bad, right or wrong. And, you know, the only thing that stood in his way was him because he was, you know, he, he was who he was. But I, I can't be mad at Leparca being on this list, man. I mean, this Mellon Farmer got over in WCW and never spoke a goddamn word. So, right. I, yeah, I can't be mad at that.
2: Before I kick it over to DP to finish off our thoughts about LaParca, I would just want to run down some of the titles he held. Triple A Latin American Championship, uh, the CMLL World Tag Team Championship, like uh, Rob said, he was an MLW World Tag Team Championship. He held the Mexican National Light Heavyweight Championship four times for a total of 529 days.
1: Well, he wouldn't qualify for that now.
2: <laughs> well, I'm just saying, he's, you know, he's got a history. You know, uh, just, to, just to give everybody their props when their turn comes up here because I think it's, it's a really fine kind of fun thing to do in here. Um, I guess the last thing I'll give you is that, yeah, Right now, build at 6'1, 299 pounds. He is currently ooh. 56 years old and still wrestling. DP, ooh, ooh, ooh. round out the discussion here
3: on La Parca. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed his style. I actually had him on my list when I was making it out, like to decide if he was going to make the 100 or not, and he he didn't make mine. But uh, I definitely enjoyed watching him in WCW. I loved it. He's just entertaining his shit with his dancing and, yeah, the chairs and all that stuff. So you know I, I'm not gonna argue that he's making the list because he definitely was on my list there but just didn't make my top 100 so
2: all right well let's get into number 99 then Bobby Eaton comes in at number 99 and Bobby Eaton and Laparca had the same number of points accumulated across all nine lists the first tiebreaker was who was on more people's list and Bobby Eaton was on more people's list than Laparko, So he takes the 99 spot. <coughs> La Parca. Bobby Eaton, six foot, two thirty-five, sixty-two 62 years old when he passed away in 2021. I think a lot of people will remember him from the early WCW days and a lot of other Southern wrestling promotions. As far as titles go, let's run a few of them down that he held most of them earlier in his career. I know that he was definitely a WCW tag team and television champion guys. He also won the United States tag team championship three times. I didn't even remember that being a thing. UWF was a thing. He was in there and a whole, Oh boy, half a dozen NWA belts across the South. What are your thoughts on Bobby Eaton? I remember the colorful tights and the long blonde mullet with the mustache.
3: Actually, I would love to hear Rob's thoughts on this beautiful Bobby Eaton because he's the Midnight Express and the Jim. guy. You've watched a lot of Crockett promotions and stuff too, right? So you probably have seen
1: quite yeah. a bit of him. Uh, yeah, well, he was, on, he was on my list. Uh, for my money, he was the best as far as just being a tag team partner for people. Um, he was definitely, I'd say, the best one before. You know, if you're talking pre 2000 um he's definitely the guy i mean it was i mean him and Dennis Condry him and Stan Lane him and Arn Anderson and then you know and then going back again he was in the, some of the other southern territories before even i started watching he was partners with a few other people um, you know and then he was tv champion in WCW but yeah I mean, he was the tag team partner from the, during the eighties and early nineties. And <clears throat> like, I mean, you have to really see, watch him to appreciate it. And because, and the way he went from Dennis Conjury to Stan Lane. And there was no, there were no hiccups. Like, cause look, Dennis was there one week and the next week he was gone and Stan was his partner. And there were, and they didn't miss beat. In fact, they got better. And then, you know, later on he was with Arn Anderson and, and he teamed up with, uh, you know, um, William Regal for a while, also. I mean, I mean that guy. You know, I mean, just <clears> they—they <throat> they had so many innovative moves, uh, and then he did. You know, he did the leg drop off the top rope. He did, he did the elbow off the top rope. I mean, he. I mean, when I was talking about stuff looking real, I mean, he threw those punches like those things look real as hell. And back in the old TBS studio, I mean, you can watch some of those squash matches, <laughs> and there's video of him just chucking guys through the ropes and hitting the floor hard as hell um to so like can, I can talk about Bobby all day man Bobby I mean
2: Alabama jam yes uh, tra- trained by Toji Yamamoto and Gypsy Joe Platt what do you remember <coughs> about Bobby Eden
4: so if you all re- recall and you should I was a crockett nwa slash wcw guy growing up excuse me obviously i watched wwf but i preferred that good old fashioned southern wrestling that 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 was my jam that that was my preference and when you talk about bobby eaton i'm just happy he's on the list i had him i have him on my list i have him a little bit higher on my list but i'm just happy that he's on this list and getting his flowers he was an amazing wrestler And not only that, he was an amazing person. Like, I I haven't heard anybody say a foul word about Bobby Eaton. Um, Midnight Express, the Conjury era was a little bit before my time, so I remember him with Sweet Stan Lane. But their feud with the Rock and Roll Express, that was legendary. They made money all over in, you know, various territories. That was a main event feud. And the Midnight Express were a main event tag team. And I also recall, like Rob said, he had one of the best right hands I've ever seen. And I also recall watching him on main event at 6.05 on Sundays, having, you know, wrestling matches for the TV title. Ow. I recall I <laughs> called him and Flair had a damn good match. I can't remember if it was main event or uh, WCW Saturday night, but they had a damn good match in yes, which sure. the legend goes Flair wanted to put him over. But the company said, no, man, you got a title match coming up, man. You can't be putting this melon farmer over. But Bobby Eaton was an amazing talent. Amazing wrestler, and I'm just happy that he made the list. So so kudos to everybody.
2: Let's move on to number
0: 98,
2: and I'm sure DP has music for this one. Oh, yeah! oh! Woo! Go ahead, DP. I know you'd love to slam a tornado.
3: Uh, you know, I'm going to believe that the only reason Matt Hardy's on this list is because I put him at number 47. <laughs> uh, no, 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 I mean, no, I, think so. I don't know. Like, I, I really there think. There
2: were five people, five people had Matt Hardy on their list.
3: Yeah. Uh, for a guy that was a tag team specialist for the longest time with Jeff, didn't seem like he was going to be any any part of any kind of a good singles wrestler when Jeff Hardy went on his own and he was clearly the, you know, the Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty kind of look, you know. Matt Hardy turned himself into, like, he created these characters that were great. I mean, you think, I mean, in, me- in recent memory, like, what was better than Broken Matt Hardy? I mean, that character took over, you know, wrestling. It was so over. Don't look at me like that, you son of a bitch. I see you. (laughs) Delete, delete, delete Delete There's a Delete Delete! Ah,
0: Yeah
2: I guess. You know his
4: one sided feud with impact though, so you know Tuddy's gonna hate.
2: Oh, but the thing is, he did create like uh, the, the inan- inanimate object that had the single greatest AEW fucking promo ever with Chris Jericho, like the drone. <laughs> His drone in Chris Jericho's promo was AEW's, like... That's AEW's, like, defining hour.
3: Well, and those cinematic, the cinematic matches that he started with that stuff, you know, and then how that kind of took off and became a thing for quite a while there and worked really well wow. at the pandemic for a lot of people. So, I mean... I think what Matt Hardy did for wrestling was actually pretty goddamn impressive.
4: I agree, and I had Matt on my list. I, I didn't have him as high as you, damn. I think I had him at, like, 96 or 95 or something like that, but he definitely deserves to be on this list, and the Hardys are a legendary tag team, <coughs> and Matt was the brains behind the operation, so he deserves
1: to be on this list. Rob? um, Look, Matt Hardy's one of those guys that didn't do it for me. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, respect what he accomplished and all of that as a singles performer. Yeah, you know, I respect you know the, the broken Matt Hardy stuff. I know a lot of people, you know, really dug that. It wasn't my cup of tea, to be honest. So yeah, I'm not gonna dispute him making the list, but he wasn't on mine. And yeah, because he look, he just yeah, he just don't do it for me, man. You know.
2: I had Matt Hardy add- <clears> at. <throat> 77 and, and you can't deny what he did was a tag team. You can't deny that if it wasn't for him. There wouldn't be a Hardy boys. Like he's the older brother, you know, um, he, he, he was a very, very good winning mid card titles too, as well. Like very entertaining with what he did in his storylines, in WWE underrated as he moved on, never could reach that ultimate goal that he had, but he went on and, Made you pay attention outside of WWE at what he was doing when he was world champion. So I give him that, and uh, I'm glad he made the list, to be honest with you. Let's move to 97.
4: Oh, my bad, Tony. Can I just ask Rob a question just real quick, man? Because he he's, he's from the DMV area. I can't—nobody else can remember this. Do you remember there was this public access channel? So it was PBS, but it wasn't PBS. But it was in the early to mid-'90s. So Monday— Shut up. Shut up! Shut up, But like <laughs> on Monday they would show the Von Erich territory. Uh, Tuesday it was WCW. Wednesday it was AWA. Uh, Thursday it was WWF, and then Friday it was GLOW. Do you remember this? Do you remember any of this? Because yes, I remember I said, with I used, early,
2: I, I used
1: early to Saturday
2: it. morning it was BPW. <laughs>
1: Used- no, it was
4: Monday through Friday. Yes,
1: because I, I used to watch all of those on there. Yes, I do remember. My
4: it. man, me too, man. I was a latchkey kid, so when I got home, you know, because they come on at, like, 6 o'clock, right? Yep, yep, yes, sir. Yeah. Do you remember the name of the channel?
1: Oh, man, that I, I don't. Because it, it before- that was the
4: same one that used to show the the SEC uh, tournament, and then they <laughs> they'd run, like, a fundraiser the weekend of the SEC college basketball tournament.
3: Was
1: it was it? like Channel Fifty Four, I think. Was it run, was it run e- by e- Matt Hardy?
2: Big Petroleum Productions.
3: You it was either...
2: it and we pump oil.
1: Right, it was. It was either forty-five or fifty-four.
2: Okay, so I'm not going crazy. I'm just
3: nah, glad nah, that somebody not, else
2: remembers. Yeah, come come down to the shoreline and clean the oil off the ducks. They're not going to clean it off themselves.
3: British Petroleum <laughs> and body presses. <laughs> Wrestling and waterworks. I
4: apologize, Teddy. I'd be to cut cut you off, man. I just I I got a fellow. I need to ask Dave about that too, but I don't know if he was still there you know, in his formative years. But but go ahead, man. Ninety whatever the fuck.
2: Ninety-seven. Ninety whatever ultimate the fuck. Ultimo Dragon comes in at the ninety-seven spot, gentlemen. What are your thoughts on Ultimo Dragon? You would like I mean, when you think of some of the best, <coughs> smaller wrestlers ever, Ultimo Dragon, he's on the top 100. He's definitely in the top 10 of, like, you know, you think of, like, the Rey Mysterios and things of that nature. Ultimo Dragon definitely comes up in your mind. I still remember when he was collecting titles and all of that. Gentlemen, what, where, what's your yeah. mindset at? Go ahead, Chris. I'm pissed about
4: this. I oh, am, oh, Here we go.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm pissed about this. Here I have, have Ultimo so Dragon. We need to get at, some uh, senior Costanza. I got a bone to pick with you here every yeah, time yeah. it comes up. Wait a
4: I have Ultimo Dragon at number 34 on my list. I mean, you can make it. There is a legitimate argument to be made that between. Can I tell you say, something,
2: Chris? What? Out of nine lists. Out of nine lists, he was on two. That, that well, That's, I can't say retarded. I got a lot I of problems that with, with you
0: people. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's
0: I bet, I, I bet I you
2: say guess- it. who's the other person that had him on their list? Andrew.
4: <laughs> like the fuck. Like, there's a legit argument to be made that from like late, my cut. like late ninety six to maybe about early ninety nine that Ultimo Dragon was literally the best wrestler in the game. So shame on
2: y'all. Shame Do on you. Y- guys, so I, you guys I, go ahead you guys see Andrew's judgmental album reviews, right? Yeah. On the on the on the network? I texted Andrew today, not to volunteer you for anything, but I'd love to give you first crack at writing about this list. How about Andrew's Judgmental Top 100 of the last? Like, I'd <laughs> love to see an article of Andrew just tear us all apart for why we <laughs> rated these people. Right, Chris?
4: That would be great, actually. Where, where was Ultimo Dragon on his list, by the way?
2: Uh, You guys, oh, that's crazy. So you had him uh 34th. Yeah. He had him 35th.
4: That's hilarious. Wow. Great past thing like, apparently. <laughs> I got to tell
2: you. you. Are you starting to see like how these numbers made, made for so much fun? Rob talked about it. DP's a numerical scientist, Rob. So you guys could probably fucking have the boringest conversation for hours <laughs> and fucking hours on end. And be fascinated as fuck with each other, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you guys can start to see how this was really interesting on how these all these numbers came together um, for me. But uh, go ahead, Ultimate Dragon, Rob, Dan.
1: Oh, uh, boy. To me, all right. To me, he, he was the guy that could do all the stuff that the other luchadors could do. But I just found him kind of boring.
0: Oh!
4: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, by the time he got to his WWF run, he was way past his prime. And he was never going to get over through his verbal skills. That's why he had... Shout out to Sonny Yono.
1: Oh, him. yeah. But um, it's just... Yeah, I mean, he could do you know, almost everything that Ray and Hoover too, and all those guys could do. But to me, he just, he didn't have the personality for me. And so I was just like, yeah, okay.
3: DP? Yeah. It's one I, I kind of forgot about, to be honest with you. And I'll, I'll preface by saying, you know, my list is basically strictly WWE and, and some WCW because that's all I watched. Um, And like Chris, like you said, you know, Ultimo Dragon kind of was, generally passed his prime when he did his WWE run and most of the big things he did was not in WWE or any, you know, so it's, I missed out on that and that wasn't, that was basically the reason he's not on my list is because I just, he was not at nowhere near the front of my head when I was coming up with my list because my guys are generally just WWE and some WCW.
2: All right, gentlemen, we're going to keep it rolling because there's going to be much more to talk about as we keep going on here. Uh, I put a little picture out on Twitter. Uh, Rob, flip your microphone up. Yeah, which one of y'all are blending
4: strawberries and making smoothies during the podcast?
1: <laughs> oh, and you know what it is? Like, no, I got, I'm sorry, I got my, I got my laptop uh, sitting in my lap, literally, and that's what it is. It was. There we go. Well, no. man,
4: that's not good for the giblets, man. That's like no bullshit, man. That's not good for the giblets, brother.
1: Oh well, it's sitting on my like further out on my leg, not you know, that close up. Okay, <laughs> okay. <good enough. laughs> but but my head's Mike. Chris is
2: really it. worried about your giblets, Rob, apparently. <laughs> All right. Hey, no worries, no worries. Hey, we're gonna keep rolling. What I wanted to tell you is follow me at PC Tony on the Twitter and every week I'll give you a little reminder that we're doing the next set of ten. And maybe just maybe the picture that I include in that tweet is someone that's on this list that week. Because this week Coming in at number 96, it's none other than one half of the Hollywood Blondes. One of the craziest personas of all time, Brian Pillman. Gentlemen, who wants to start on Brian Pillman? Because I'm so glad he made this list. He's he's an underrated wrestler in my mind.
4: I'm pissed at this, too, because I had him much higher on my list. I had him, I think, at 63, if I'm not mistaken, I think people... Y'all missed the Flying Brian era. The Flying Brian era. He was a f- fantastic athlete and wrestler. Obviously, his work with Stunning Steve Austin as the Hollywood Blondes that was a high mark as well. Maybe y'all just remember the loose cannon stuff where he kind of got himself over. But, you know, <laughs> wrestling-wise, he just he didn't have it anymore. And it, it's a shame that by the time he got to uh, WWE, he couldn't wrestle anymore because of the fused, fused ankle. But I, I still... Yo, find me a better segment on Raw than Pillman Nine Millimeter. <laughs> just gonna say, find me a better segment, man. And it, it sucks. He was just, you know, he got out of here, you know, way before his time. But I mean, as a wrestler, man, like, yeah, he was innovative. Like he he almost single handedly ushered in the Attitude Era.
3: Pretty much, right? That's the one thing I was talking. I was gonna say was the the segment with him and Austin and that whole bit with the gun was enough to make him almost make him on this list. He's so he was so talented. He was such a good wrestler. You know? Yeah. We missed WWE missed out, you know, everything he did in WCW was great. And then, you know, even an ECW and then coming into WWE, just kind of, you know, the injuries got to him there and that kind of sucked, but, uh, yeah, just an incredible talent. Rob, would you have
2: watched Brian Pillman wrestle a broomstick? <sighs>
1: Uh, probably not, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, he was he almost made my list. I he just barely missed a cut um, because I was shuffling names around at the end, and he's one of the ones that got shuffled off. And now I kind of regret doing that because I think he should be on the list. Um, so I remember flying Brian from WCW, or yeah, and then the matches with Jushin Lager. Those are those are some great matches. Uh, that match they had a super brawl 2 is one of the best opening pay per view matches ever. Still holds up. In um, fact, bagu- holds up better now because you know they did a lot of aerial stuff, but they didn't get too crazy. You know, like people do now. And you know. Um,
4: that's the problem, man. Everybody saw all the flippy shit, but they left the psychology on the floor. They didn't realize that there was some psychology that went into the flippy shit. But uh, okay, that's old man yelling at cloud. I'm done now.
1: Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm. I agree with you. And there's you know, and there's you know, timing and when to do the, when to do the dive outside, when to not do it, and all that kind of stuff. And now everybody just do everything, and um, But that match is a. That was just a great one of the all time. Great pay-per-view openers ever. Um, The Hollywood Blonde stuff was great with him in Austin. And I guess where he kind of... The reason he fell into the shuffle, I guess, for me was because... And when you look at it, his prime wasn't really that long. And then, unfortunately... He didn't get as high on the card as he was capable. Um, Rick wanted to do a main event program with him, but then of course Rick got into it with Jim Herd and ended up getting fired and all that stuff.
2: It's crazy you bring that up and potentially had where where you're where you're talking about. But like, what if he doesn't have that final injury in WWF? Like he was he they were on the precipice of his fucking wheelhouse, like you guys brought oh, up, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean I he mean, would he he would have been right there in the Attitude Era had oh, the injury sure. not happened. And then
2: yeah. you know, his son now carrying on his legacy, but no one will ever forget him in the Hollywood blondes. No one will ever forget like who he was and his character and just I don't know. i, I let's just put it this way. He made five I'll kinda of give a deep dive on a little bit of these guys. He made five out of the nine lists. Plat you talk about where the three of us had him rated. Uh you had him rated seventy or 60 63
4: three. Sixty three. I- I, I, yeah, I pulled my list up, so I'm, I him i
2: DP had him 98th, and I had him uh, 89th. So there you go. Rob, not rated, but he said he was close. All right, <laughs> we got to keep it moving on. I'm not trying to cut people off. We're just not trying to have a seven-hour bandwagon nerds podcast. No offense to Patrick O'Dowd and, and Dave Unger. I keep telling them to go on as long as they can. Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli fucking clocks in at number 95 who wants to start off and talk about Claudio and the journey that he's
3: been on and maybe some of the matches he should or could have been in or maybe still will be well i'll i guess i'll start just by saying he's one of the best athletes you'll see in a ring and can do anything i mean that's strength yeah that's what's so awesome about him and he's you know as much as people say like he has no character or whatever i mean i think he does i think he's developed it you know, maybe he started off that way, but the guy is just a force in the ring and is awesome to watch every time. I mean, the the deadlift suplexes, over the top ropes that he does, the the Cesaro swing, just he can deadlift whatever he wants, like, and make it look good and make it everything look awesome when he does it, and is just smooth with everything he does, and I just. That's why I had him on my list. I I had him pretty high actually. I think I had um 66, he had him 66. like 66. I think
2: Rob you had him uh 59.
3: I think he just got he got handcuffed a bit in WWE. I mean, he made everything he did work like him and Sheamus as their tag team. Like that their, those physical tag team matches that they had were just fantastic to watch, you know. They just it was just a different style, that that bruising style we talked about, you know, with Who's responsible for that tag team and that run?
2: You remember? Mick Anybody Foley. remember? Oh, Mick Foley, bring yeah, put up. them
4: together for Platt. Mick Foley, exactly. Yep. That was actually a cool ass story because they did best the of best seven. of seven series oh, yeah. and nobody won. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All uh, and I remember doing covering that on this show. And 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 when we heard about it, we're like, this is the dumbest thing ever. And by the third match, we're like, we're idiots. This is fucking awesome. When's the next <laughs>
3: one? Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, I'll just yeah just by saying he's just phenomenal in the ring. I think he yeah didn't catch a break like a big break in WWE when they they had a good opportunity to do it. Um, you know, still succeeding now. You know, in AEW, I hope I, I, he's one of the guys I hope they would bring back because I think Triple H could have some big plans for him and do something really good with him in the WWE universe. But and yeah, we'll see where it goes. Interesting,
2: interesting times we live in. Rob, you had him highest out of everybody that had him on the list, he was on more than 50% of the list. You had him 59th. I believe that's right. Yep, that's right, 59th. Go ahead, Cesaro, Claudio, Castagnoli. Mike.
1: Mike, check one, two. Okay, I, I had to mute it, sorry. <laughs> You're good. Okay, all right. Um, So I've called him, i referred to him as a, like the Bobby Eaton of the 2010s basically um just you know best tag team partner of the last 10 years yeah you know, going uh, now i didn't see him and chris hero in ring of honor but y'all you know, heard about it but you know i saw him with swagger and then him and tyson Kidd is one of my favorite tag teams they you know oh, yeah uh you know unfortunately their run got cut short but they were really great together and then, of course, him and Sheamus were just awesome together. And, and you know, y'all talked about the story of them coming together as a team and all of that. And then um, he also won the tag belts with Nakamura. They had a nice little team, too. Um, Cesaro fit good with anybody, is a, or, you know, st- still can fit good with anybody in a tag team. Um, and, you know, he, again, he could do all the things can do all the things in you know in a wrestling ring. He's also great in those multi man matches uh, that I think it was Extreme Rules, I think twenty sixteen. It was like a four way intercontinental title match. It was like him, Kevin Owens, Sammy, and Miz. And that that was just a great match. And so I mean he could you know he was great as a single he's great as a single great as a tag team wrestler. Um, as far as to me I think he about reached his proper level in WWE. I know um, he got a pay-per-view main event with Roman Reigns last year, uh, and I don't I don't think it's so much as him not having a character. It's just I mean, when you know he's not great on the microphone and not great. He's that's not having
2: a but that's having a character. That's having uh, character.
1: Uh, and that's he, being
2: impressionable upon people. Outside of just inside the wrestling ring, because there's a lot of people that they could give a fine fuck about what you're going to call this, you know, uh, drop down tackle, you know, goals line, whatever fucking sequence you want to run. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And then uh, um, because I remember when they were when they were doing the build for that match with Roman, like he cut a promo one week. It was it was not very good. And then from that point forward, like Daniel Bryan was talking for him like the next couple of weeks.
2: I mean, he was supposed to be a Heyman him guy. With Paul and Heyman, is, that would have been this, the chance, right? This yeah. is likely why he's not on Platinum Minds list. He was very much considered for Mine. Plat. I don't know about you, but there's nothing more than to look, and watch, look at him and watch him wrestle. There's nothing else there. Nothing. Chris?
4: So I missed his Ring of Honor run. Honestly, I think his best character was probably his first character when he came in as the, the snobby foreigner that could speak five different languages. and He would cut promos in those Did different he have languages. A Did he have yes, a he had Oscar, yeah. uh, Or not Oscar. Uh, uh, what was uh, her name? Uh, Oscar Asuka. Anna. Thank you. Thank you. He had the, the foreign babe with him. Like, I, I thought that as far oh, as character yeah, dark, goes.
2: Uh, black hair, right? Yeah, yeah.
4: I thought that was his best character honestly, uh, but obviously but it didn't that was, but, then,
2: but then they got Rusev, so they couldn't do that anymore.
4: Yeah, touche, touche. But, you know, I he's not on my list, but I can't argue too much for him being on other people's list. He's a damn fine wrestler. Um, we're, we're splitting hairs here, and when it came down to my list, I don't think I couldn't definitively say that Cesaro was a better wrestler or made more of an impact than some of the other guys that I had on my list, but I, I can't eat anybody's lunch for having them or having him, rather, on their list. like He's a phenomenal, phenomenal talent.
0: All
2: right. We're going to keep it rolling. We're going to get to number 94. And this is the first person on six out of nine lists. And he comes in at number 94. And we've said for a long I'm kind of stalling. So, DP, there he is. I know he's got music for this. Uh, we've always said that if this guy was six foot three, he'd probably be in our top 20 already. And I'm talking about
4: that's called improvisation, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I'm the MVP. You ain't got it? You ain't got it? No? Oh, I
2: have that. I have to real quick? You think Black could keep doing the theme until he?
3: Emailed yeah,
2: it? We're yeah, talking about. I'm gonna, I'll I'll say the two words of his name, and then you guys can rhyme in with the rest. We're talking about Adam Cole, baby. I probably just woke my baby up.
3: Yeah, that was a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> on my list, DP and Platt had him rated the same. Not on Rob's list, Rob. Not an Adam Cole Okay.
1: Or consider. No. Um, okay, I do like Adam Cole. Um, I I do like the Undisputed Era and what they did in NXT. But uh, there were 100 people who were, to me, there were more than 100 people who were better, more important, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think that run they had in NXT is kind of that's his peak. Um, but the, you know, his what he's been doing in AEW is, you know, just not great. Um, and honestly, he's one of those people, he's too small, man. Sorry. You know, um, yeah, I know a lot of people were worried that Vince would quote unquote ruin him on the main roster. Um, I think that once he had to stand across the ring from Roman Reigns, that would have ruined him just fine. uh, <laughs> whether he'd gotten a silly gimmick or not, Um, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, we'll always have NXT, the Undisputed Era run, although those 30-minute main events were too much. But, you know, all the other stuff he did there was great. But I just, you know what, over the time, out of all of the people who I've watched over 35 years as a wrestling fan, yeah, there are hundred. There are more than a hundred people who, yeah, you know, I would just put before him. You know,
4: Platt, what do you got? Rob, it's funny, man. I think like we we have similar sensibilities, man, when it comes to wrestling, because I'm a sizes as well. I, I gotta be honest, man. Like I I I enjoy watching the NBA. Well, basketball doesn't count. I could watch high school. I could watch pickup games of basketball. I just love the game of basketball. But you know, the NFL. Uh, Major League Baseball, even tennis. These are sports that I enjoy, or or golf. These are sports that I enjoy watching because I can't do what they can do, and I marvel at what they can do. And I feel like wrestling needs to be the same way. Like, wrestling, everybody's talking about, oh, wrestling's all-inclusive. No. Wrestling needs to be two big, meaty men slapping me. Like, it's got to be some gargantuan-ass melon farmers. I, it, it doesn't work if it looks like I could do it.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes.
4: Period. That's not the point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that 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 goes against the whole point of the sport, and that's why fewer people are watching now than if ever watched in the history of professional wrestling. But that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to get on that tangent. The Adam Cole thing, man, I, I feel where you're coming from, Rob. He's a small guy, but I feel like his, his NXT body of work, the way that Triple H and those guys were able to position him, yeah, he's small, but at least he was tanning in NXT. And he wasn't <laughs> as flippy-dippy. He wasn't as indy in NXT. And he yeah. is a guy that I think if he was my size, I'm 6'2". I think if he was my size, he would have been a main eventer in WWE. Yes. Now, his yes. shit going on in, in uh, All Elite Wrestling, yeah, he, he's left to his own devices. It's not working out. But in terms of matches, and I just go back to quality of matches, and I did see some of his, uh, I guess you would say, independent work, you know, or, or some of his Ring of Honor work. I, I, I enjoy, for the most part. I enjoy his matches in the ring, and I just felt like he deserved to be on the list. Plus, there's not a whole lot of current guys that I have on my list, so I feel like I had to have
0: some.
3: I think you kind of hit it uh, for me there, Chris. But you talked about you know when he came his different body of work when he came to WWE, where well he came to NXT. It was you know he did a little bit more different stuff rather than just the indie flipping whatever blah 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 stuff. Like you kind of see how he molded a bit into more of the WWE style, more of, you know, like PC said, if he was whatever, if he had fifty more pounds on him, you know, he would he could be a big he could be a main event guy. He's just too small. But you know, he you could see that kind of molding away from just doing that indie stuff to more of a you know, fitting in as a wrestler, as someone who, like you said, I could walk, you know, I look at it and go, I could do that. I'm just as big as that guy. Well, if he was bigger, I think what he was doing in NXT with Undisputed Era, leading that group, doing that kind of stuff is what got him on my list because he is a fantastic wrestler. And I think with the right promotion behind him, you know, can be a big main event guy. He just never, he just doesn't have that. And he doesn't have the size to be. Like you said, standing side by side with Roman Reigns because he's gonna look, he can
1: step on him, you know. Well, look, Adam needs to. He needs to embrace. He needs to do what I call embrace the cycle, okay? <laughs> and that means, you know, the cycle is a. Uh, oh, well, y-
4: y- y'all had to hear my laugh on that. I laugh yeah. out because I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna mute myself
0: now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So you know, you know. What if you about. know, you know.
2: <laughs> let me let me finish the Adam Cole conversation by giving you a few stats here, as far as the lists go. All right, Adam Cole was on six lists. He was on my list. He was on Dan and Chris's list. Dan and Chris both had him rated eighty-six. I had him rated seventieth and so did steve cook dave ungar had him rated 69th kyle moores had him rated 87th so he was yes do you see how do you see how a lot of these it's really weird like if you ever get to i mean dan will get to look at this probably much sooner than later he'll want me to bring the whole thing over and look at everybody's uh but i'll send pictures to you guys on what everybody's list look like we'll publish that so it's really fun the way these numbers have come in adam cole for me he was a leader of the bullet club when the bullet club was still a second thing right and a lot of those guys went on to have success and some of the work they did in, in in nxt is some of the best work in professional wrestling history in my opinion and i'm the guy who will always say hey if adam cole was 6-3 he'd be in your top 20. now we're going to move on because we're going to keep it rolling here because we still want to get to seinfeld today and we have Three more to discuss. Number 93 coming in 140 points. Big E or Big E Langston, if you will. This gentleman right now, I miss him so much. I hope that he can come back 100 and be able to do what he can do. He was just touching on where he could go within the company, especially being a main event player. They need him right now. What I need is the Big E heel turn on the new day now. That's how you bring. Come on, Rob. Come on. No, <laughs> don't don't give me that bullshit, Rob. You're fucking banned from D. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Rob. I kid. I kid. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I do want to see it, Rob. Baby. Your...
0: Yeah, baby.
2: Uh, or Xavier, not Colby though. That would be unexpected. Rob, go ahead. Thoughts oh. on Big E?
1: Okay. He, uh, not, not my
2: take. Thoughts on
0: Biggie.
1: Okay, uh, he wasn't on my list. Uh, he'll definitely be on, New Day will definitely be on when we do the tag team thing. Uh, for me, it's just that right now his run as a single, unfortunately, got cut short you know, because of an injury. And it's just, you know, longevity is just not there as a single to, for me to get top, put him on top 100. But, um, you know, I'm not going he comes back and he can put some more years together. I would, you know, and he would Definitely make it then.
3: I think the amount of charisma he has, you know, the the fact that he got put together with these guys with Kofi just is helping him
0: NXT run?
3: You know, yeah, the NXT run, the you know, all the different tag titles they've won, everything they've done together. I yeah, I agree with you, Rob. Like when we come to a tag team one, like yeah, they're they're gonna be right up there on the top of the list for sure. Um, And him as a singles, like you said, PC, I think he was just getting to where he could be. You know, we didn't get an opportunity to see just the potential he could do as champion or at that high level. So he just... He did so many good things. And... You know, we just... I I don't think we've seen where he's going to be yet. You know, at at the end, because... You know, his runs as IC champions, all the, all the matches he's had, you know, him him and Roman Reigns, you know, if he could get healthy, obviously him and Roman Reigns would be having some kind of feud going on right now, too. So it just be, it, I, I guess, I he's on my list, obviously, he was at 78 for me, and I think it was almost at, like, he could be higher, he could be lower, but we never, we just didn't get to, we don't know yet, honestly. <laughs> if he can come back, if he gets back and can be healthy and can have this run again at that level, we can really see where he's going to go. I think he, I think the opportunity is still there. He's
2: on six lists. You had him, um, at uh, 78, Rob, you had him at 82. I had him at 73. Chris, he wasn't on your list. Uh, thoughts on Biggie.
4: He wasn't on my list. I agree with everything that everybody else is saying here. His run was just getting started. Um, get get well. like fuck wrestling, man. Just get well, you know. In terms of your health, man, just get back okay. I've heard that he doesn't need to have surgery. He's just gonna kind of rest. Even if you've never come back, man, as long as you have a, a nice quality of life, that's really all that matters. Fuck what we talking about. Um, but yeah, his run was just getting started. I, I've said this on plenty of podcasts that I've been on. I saw Big E. I saw him as a guy that could have been a, a a top money player. He, he was. I, I'm famous for saying that he was Don King and Mike Tyson rolled into one package. And if you, you understand what I'm saying, then you understand what I'm saying. But, yeah, he was just getting started. No shade to him, and I'm not going to shade anybody else. I'm just happy, you know, brother. I'm not going to shade anybody because the brother made the list. So I'm not going to say, oh, no, he should have been there. i don't give a damn who it is. Brother made the list. That's all good. He wasn't on my list, but I'm happy he made the list, and I can't argue that. So shout out to Big E-Man, and, and, again, get well soon, brother.
2: All right, we're going to move on to number 92, who was in a tie, but the other person appeared on more lists. He is the original human highlight reel in wrestling, and he is none other than the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal, death-defying maniac known as Sabu. Gentlemen, thoughts on Sabu and the innovative offense that he provided? I mean... I remember watching this guy going, "Oh my God!" I, like just like just like just like Joey side. Oh my God! Right? Uh, just yeah. The Sabu. Things, the things oh, he would do, Chris. You. No, no. Go ahead. The pain he would endure is like Mick Foley-esque. It is Mick Foley. Sabu was dope
4: as fuck, man. And I have him on my list. I just have him a little bit higher. But yeah, Sabu was dope as fuck. And that's all I got. He was dope as fuck.
1: <laughs> Rob. Okay, so out of all the wrestling that I have watched over the years, I did not watch a lot of ECW. So how
2: did you uh, enjoy Sabu then in that version of WWE's ECW that he participated in?
1: Because actually, you got I, a
2: got a little bit of it, didn't you?
1: Well actually I was on a, I was on a break then, so I didn't see that either. <laughs> um <laughs> somebody but, uh play
2: the, somebody, oh, somebody played the uh, uh, the crusty uh. <laughs> Um <laughs> Be good, Rob. Go ahead.
1: Okay. So, um, <laughs> you know, um I didn't see him enough to judge up or down. Obviously, he was one of the most important people in ECW. Um so he didn't make he didn't make my list because again, I didn't see enough of him to really have a, a have an opinion up or down.
3: DP? I, yeah, just the, I mean, it's for the craziness, right? It's it's not, you know, he wasn't the <laughs> he wasn't the guy that was going to have the, the Matt fest wrestling, you know, show. He was there for the violence. He was there for, you know, the crazy shit he would do, you know, jumping off the top rope into the crowd of the chairs and through the tables and all that kind of shit. And, uh, he was, you know, one that took it to that next level in ECW, you know, he was, you know, one of the originators that did that. And, you know brought a new era of wrestling you know at the time when it was doing that turn into more of the you know pg stuff a little more adult stuff and that was another take on everything and just <laughs> the the shit you would put your body through was you know at that time was like like whole like you said holy shit like i can't believe somebody's doing this now you'd be like you fucking idiot why would you do that kind of shit uh, but it was it was entertaining as hell you know and and everybody ate it up and loved it and and he was he, he was one on the you know the first to do it so he was he was great
2: i'm so glad he made this list because he really is a pioneer in a lot of the things that you see in a lot of indie federations in the in the in the 90s and then you know even lower down in the thousands and now kind of resurfacing in some different places GCW is doing some crazy shit. Um, But yeah, Sabu definitely deserves to be there. But he was tied with the man who was first on this list to make seven out of nine lists submitted. He is currently on one of the best runs in the entire fucking industry. He is more entertaining than a million top fucking 100 comedians on their best day. He is an honorary Oos. He's not so generico. He's Sami Zayn. I don't if I got a Sami Zayn.
4: Well, there it is. It's uh, so, uh. Right. amazing to me. Go ahead, me. Chris. You
2: can kick it off. Make it happen. It's,
4: a, it's amazing to me that a guy that is that good on the mic and can emote so much with his face, spent so much of his career wearing a goddamn mask. Like, say what you want about Jim Cornette. Go ahead, Sonny.
2: Uh, fuck Jim Cornette? But it's been, this it's been motherf- entertaining lately, actually. It's funny. I had to, I'm had. just I saying. Actually, but- I actually responded to some of his tweets, and I had to, like, immediately delete them, because delete I was like, ah, oh, fuck Jim Cornette. But I'm saying, like, say what you want about it, man, but this motherfucker saw the vision, and he wanted
4: to take the mask off of Sami Zayn way back in ROH. Like, he—I mean, motherfucker knows what he's talking about, man. Say what you want about him, but the motherfucker knows what he's talking about. Like, Can, I, fun Can I give
2: amazing. a Sami Zayn fun fact? Remember the WrestleMania fun facts? Mm-hmm. What was it, Mania? Mo- what was it, Mania? No, Mania no, was- they were Platt's facts, motherfucker, but go ahead. No, this is fun, though. Um— Ah, no, you walked into that. Ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him; he's drinking, or he'd be fucking laughing his ass <laughs> off right now. I see you. In 2011, which was a year and a half to two years before Sami Zayn, you know, officially gets up with WWE. In 2011, Sami Zayn wrestled for 23 different wrestling promotions. Jesus.
3: Well. Well, yeah, you know
2: that's called go. That's called going after it.
3: Go get go get wherever you can go.
2: <laughs> go to cagematch.net cage dot net. You you'd be amazed if you've never been to that web, wrestling website. You'd be fucking amazed. Go to Sammy Zane's page and look at twenty eleven and look at the promotions he wrestled for. Guys, is this guy the most entertaining person in wrestling right now, or or what? Somebody, anybody?
3: He's kind of that uh, that Kurt Angle character to stone cold. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's about it.
1: Go ahead, Rob. Come on. <laughs> That's okay. Why it's funny. Oh, cause uh, yeah, I'd say, I mean, he definitely is. And well, I mean, what he's doing this year is just proof that you don't have to go out there and, you know, kill yourself, you know, doing crazy high spots, and all the type of nonsense, you know, um, and it's funny because look, I'm one of those people who kind of, you know, you know, listen to. I, I listen to too, too much cornet. Also, um, <laughs> um, hey man, this is a safe space. I too
4: am a, am a black man that listens to <laughs> This It's a safe space. The, it's okay.
0: This is a safe space. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> it's okay.
4: Oh. My woman even loves Cornette's crazy ass. You know, what I mean? like oh. this is the same
1: space, <laughs> man. You know, um, you know.
0: I know. I know. <laughs> 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 I guess
2: when the crowd keeps fucking booing Vicky Guerrero, you just let him keep booing, right?
0: <laughs>
4: we were having a moment right here. Y'all don't get it, but we're having a moment right
2: now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I get
0: it. Um, no, say, uh,
2: all I could say is the Miz was number one 11 years ago, so let's not well. go there. Okay,
0: okay, okay. Oh, man. Yeah, all right.
2: Sammy Zane, ladies and gentlemen. DP, why don't you jump in there while these two guys collect? You guys sound like Satchel McFlippin. After we went oh, and got high by the dock, and then we went yeah. back into the bar, and he couldn't stop laughing, so he had to put his head down. DP, that's a true story. Why don't you go ahead? Wow, yeah. ask Tommy about that. Next
3: time. I mean, everything from you know his when he started. I mean, obviously the the Ring of Honor stuff and everything before that. But for me, it was when he you know came into NXT was a great character. Kevin Owens comes in. They have they start this feud that literally hasn't ended basically which is just phenomenal you know kind of stuff and another guy that's just in in a sense you know without reinventing himself kind of reinvented himself or reinvigorated things and finds a way to be entertaining and to you know be relevant and to continue to make that character excellent and he's great in the ring and it's one of those yeah just all around talented guys and i think pc said it the other week you know there's a reason Sami Zayn never left you know when they talked about guys who were going to leave or maybe possibly moving on his contract was why because he's awesome what, what he doesn't better, have to be in the main what event
2: sto- Yeah. Well, you mean you're more important than everybody else you're in the fucking biggest storyline in the world
1: yeah yeah and i just um that was one of the funniest things that, that these idiots Wanted him to go back and do, like, you know, Ladder Wars and, and shit. Right? I mean, I mean You on. do that yeah.
2: shit to get to WWE. Like you so said, you Rob. can have this kind of fun and have a match with Johnny Knoxville and call it your Magnus Opium and make fucking a million dollars that night. Give me a fucking break. Come on.
3: Yes. Yeah. Like you said, Rob, probably, probably you don't like need to be, but whatever. you know, for, you don't have to do all the crazy shit. You know, there's a guy who doesn't have to do all the crazy <laughs> shit, and he's, and he's that damn good.
2: He's smart smart all right gentlemen that was a lot of fun um one guess each uh each give me one name who you think is in the 81 to 8 to 90 realm um one guess just give me one name i'll I'll, i won't say anything until i get them all um one person you think is ranked 81 to 90 on this list uh chris go ahead we'll let rob go last dp after chris well, I just wanted to quickly give a
4: shout-out to, C- to Cole Scorpio, because I know he wasn't on anybody else's list but mine. I had him at number 94, and he's a guy that he was also very influential to the the style of wrestling that we, we see today, and I, I, I just wanted to pay homage to him. Um, uh, even, somebody, even
2: like He came in like 190-something.
4: Okay, cool, but shout-out to, to Cole <laughs> Scorpio. But
2: um, well, that's a, the two, not a T-double-O.
4: One guess, I'm going to say Dustin Rhodes.
2: Okay,
4: uh, gold, gold dust. I said what I said, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, same guy, like you know, different toilets, same shit. So,
2: Dan, do you have a big soliloquy about uh, uh, too cold Scorpio as well, or just got a name? Be... You better motherfucker! <laughs> no, I'm
3: kidding. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Marrow for almost making my list. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll go with
0: I
2: yeah, Plant would have thought, thought he contributed to the minority percentage, but not the one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ernest the one. Cat Miller did not make my list either. So.
2: Listen, <laughs> Plant,
3: <laughs> Plant, but when
2: Sable got them boxing shorts out, she was just as surprised as you were. All right, Dan. <laughs>
3: wow. I'll uh I'll think. I'll go with... That's funny. I don't care who you are. I'll I, go with our truth I think our truth Hold on.
2: Hey, guys, did you... Sorry, what? Sorry, R-Truth, you said?
3: R-Truth, Ron Killings, whatever you want to call him. K-Quick? K-Quick.
2: Remember when we saw K-Quick? Remember when we saw K-Quick, Labor Day 2000, the return of Triple H on Raw? Anyway, we were there. Rob, go ahead.
1: All right, somebody in the 80s, uh, Finn Balor.
2: All right, so the answer to all of the people you guys have said is tune in next week to the dwi podcast bullshit. to see who's 81 chris you had to know this was coming dt dp not surprised rob i'm glad you enjoyed that bullshit um but just go ahead and think in your head who is your go make your top 100 email it to me at pc tunny or just pc tunny at the or you know at me tell us what's going on we're trying to get andrew balls i butt chug salt water all the time balaz to uh, maybe write a judgmental review of of this list because he submitted one. It's a little different. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it in an Asian way. Um, He'll he'll get that. Uh, Chris is fucking losing his shit right now. Chris, you might have just pissed your pants. Um, DP, go to commercial before I keep talking. DWI podcast, 341. Rob, the motherfucking genius is with us. We'll be right back with some Seinfeld.
3: They got the bug boy on them. The bug boy, yeah. The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're gonna break his maiden. Really? Yeah, but it's a little slow out there. Rain last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it, eats it up.
4: Eats the slop, born the slop.
0: His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Yeah. Hey, all right, uh, 600 Papernick, to win. Yes.
3: They still have no pitching. Gooden's a question mark. You don't recover from those rotator cuffs so fast. I'm not worried about the pitching. They got pitching. They got no hitting. No hitting, they got hitting. Bonilla, Murray, they got no defense.
4: Defense, please. They need speed. Speed? They got Coleman. They need a bullpen. Franco's no good? They got no team leaders. They got Franco. What they need is a front office. But you gotta like their chances. I love their chances. Tell you what, if they win the pad
2: this year, I'll sit naked with you at the World Series. It's a deal. Welcome back, DWI three forty one. It's Seinfeld time, everybody. Season three, episode thirteen, the subway. You just heard two infamous clips from this episode. I told you. Now we're 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 in the thick of it. Like soak up the au jus, grab the biggest fucking piece of bread you can because there's plenty of sauce that you want to get down your gullet uh it it just tastes so fucking good right now you have the the epic kramer making the kramer got paid what 18 grand on that fucking bet by the way 31 600 down that's 18 grand uh, uh, btw uh we'll get to that jerry can't stay the fuck awake on the subway and ends across from a naked guy and they just talk sports so those are two uh, iconic conversations the father was a mutter. The mutter was a mutter. The whole foreshadowing of the Mets to be more involved in this show to come. Um, Elaine, a, a very progressive storyline for Elaine. And cheers to Seinfeld for that. And then George, only George, guys. Let's start there. Oh, Chris. Have
4: you guys the, ever seen the movie derail with yeah. um, with a uh, uh, cloud? I have Owen, Jennifer Aniston, I uh, the, I have. the the bad guy from Oceans Twelve and Exhibit. Have y'all ever seen that? Like it, it basically played out the same way that this show played out with George getting robbed. You know what I mean? Some yeah, some woman on the subway couldn't possibly be interested in him, but he doesn't know that, and he, he, then she he gets robbed for eight dollars, which of course he did because <laughs> oh, George. She brought. She yeah, wasted her whole morning. That's the work. Yeah. She <laughs> wastes her whole morning with this Vic. You know, be plotting out this Vic and, and this mark for eight bucks. I I'm I feel bad for her, quite frankly, because George should have known better. Oh
3: my goodness.
2: Rob, All what right. do you think? Yeah, <laughs> Rob's a, let me preface it and we'll get to Dan uh last here, but on on George. Uh Rob Rob, I, I, I messaged Rob, he, he got me the list. I'm like, hey man, come on right away. Let's let's go. And uh I'm like, Seinfeld, you can you well, you want to ch- check it out you don't have to he goes oh no I, I i've seen some um but i'm a bigger curb fan chris rob's curb. might have to it, we got another ep- season of curb right
4: <clears throat> yeah he's yeah larry david confirmed that there's going to be another all season right. yes then we got to show do, all we time as far as <laughs> i'm concerned <laughs> greatest
2: show ever okay yeah. then the three of us it's on the docket we're going to do something for the next season of curb Your Enthusiasm. So. Preface, Rob, as a Larry David slash Jerry Seinfeld fan. There, Rob, your thoughts on the subway?
1: Okay, well, my favorite one was was George. Yeah, my favorite one was George uh-huh. um, because um, the whole time I was wondering, I was like, okay, where is this going? Like, all right, so he starts perpetrating like he's not unemployed, and <laughs> right, and then you know, the, then you know, the woman starts
2: bears the bulls, you know.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> legit, going to a job interview too. That's great, <laughs> right?
2: IBS. IBM up a quarter point. There you go.
1: Yeah, it did. So I'm like, okay, where's this going? And then you know he goes back to the room with her, and I'm like, okay, I'm thinking, okay, well, there's no way this doesn't go bad for him some kind of way, right? <laughs> whatever goes and good. Then, Why does George church right? ever have anything good happen? Right. <laughs> and so you know he's he's you know he's doing the classic overthinking. You know, you know should I take you know should I stay dressed or not? Whatever blah blah blah. And then, so. And when, so when she first comes out of the, the bedroom and she's got her, you know, nightgown on and all, I figured, okay, he's he's, he's about to talk himself out of getting laid, right?
2: On, this, is a chance for, this is a chance for everybody to say negligee.
1: Oh, negligee, oh, yes. Yeah, okay.
2: like, oh, yes, I like it. Even throatier. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <negligee>. but, um, <laughs> negligee.
1: Oh. So I thought this was just going to be one of those classic, you know, him talking himself out of getting laid, basically. I just turn off
2: he tried yeah. real hard with trying to well oh, I'll just take my shoes off and sit on the bed I guess I'm comfortable.
1: Yeah, right and then so she puts the handcuffs on him I'm like oh okay then. and then but then you know when she gets up to leave she comes back like, I was a closer back on and I' just I just busted out laughing I was like oh my God. Like, <laughs> oh man only george right and and then she goes to us while he always goes hey, Dollars!
2: Oh my god! I wasted your whole <laughs> my whole morning on you, Dan. What did you think of the George situation? And 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 right after you get into that, take us into the fact that we got four separate storylines.
3: Yeah, this is like the one time, uh, kind of overall that uh, George's uh, lack of money and and everything and never carrying cash or whatever turned out He's to be a positive. It. I mean, he and lost Lamo the suit. Ginsburg. He lost the suit, though. Uh, so, you know, there, there's that loss. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it's again, another yeah, it's another just George losing. I mean, it's just a constant continuation of a story between him never being able to, to get ahead or, or get a win. He has a great shot. A, he has got a job interview. He could go to, to get this job, an opportunity to start making money again. And instead, he walks away with this prostitute or so whoever's going to try and rob him. You know, like... <laughs> What the fuck, George?
2: it. Okay. Chris will be on his third pair of pants by the time you hear him again. Uh,
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm keep just saying, be- man. Don't don't never turn down the money for, for the pussy,
4: man. It never <laughs> goes well, and George is the prime example of that.
3: But <laughs> they, uh, you know, they literally, you know, this episode begins. You know, they're on, they get on this train. Well, they they're sitting at the the you know restaurant, but they get on the train, and then. You know, you see them get off the train and they all go their separate ways and the storylines start, which is really cool. You know, they all kind of hung a stand there for a second, didn't know what to say to each other, and just went, All right, and all walked off. <laughs> which and was kind and of in fun. a very
2: Seinfeld way, there is no like goodbyes. No, you know, there's no they're all terrible Ple- There's no pleasantries. There's no pleasantries on Seinfeld.
3: Right. They're all How terrible people.
2: Right? Well,
3: <laughs> and that's what and it continues.
2: Let's let's get into another storyline, another one that we didn't have a soundbite for, and Elaine is going to a girlfriend's of hers wedding, and it happens to be a lesbian wedding. And the inner there's two things I love about Elaine and her story. And the first one is the interaction with which that seems like to be the Italian mom riding the subway by herself who's done it for 40 years and is shocked that women would get married in the early 90s. Right. This is a supremely like forward storyline back then. I would say I, I don't remember. I guess like we're on the precipice of Will and Grace and the and Ellen DeGeneres show. Right. Or, or Ellen um, on NBC. I don't remember. But. It's just, it's just a funny thing to see like that was a shocking thing. Like you've rode the subway in New York for 40 years and you're shocked that two women want to get married. To me, that's absolutely ridiculous. Now, the funniest part about Elaine's whole thing and what I almost had as our soundbite is her underlying monologue in her mind while she's waiting for the stop subway to get her to this wedding because she is the best man. Rob, this is like reminds me of why she's an SNL great and her comedic genius, because, you know, she had that whole thing recorded and knew exactly how she was going to react to each word going on. I think maybe it was vice versa, but she's fucking brilliant.
1: Oh, yeah. And uh, actually, it's funny because I just finished watching Veep, you know, all the way through. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and to me, like the part when she's talking to the, the lady on the subway, I, I was just laughing at that whole thing the way that turned out and yeah i was i mean i was surprised really because again this was the early 90s that'd be like
3: 93 and, 93 yeah.
1: yeah and so them just kicking that around like it's no and like it was no big deal right um because back then i mean shoot that was still a pretty taboo i think subject. it
2: was pretty much just magic johnson uh talking about you know homosexuality and and like you know and there wasn't even an lgbtq situation right that was like the only um you know non-heterosexual thing going on that that had a storyline to it
4: didn't 90210 have a storyline with a with a gay character or something like that I, i i feel like there were you know pockets But it was, obviously, it it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. Me too. That's why I said 90210. I I feel like they had a a storyline with a a gay character, but no, but you're right. It wasn't, it clearly wasn't obviously it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. So, uh, yeah, I didn't mean to cut anybody off. No problem.
1: Yeah. So, um, yes, I mean, that really just, it surprised me that they that they did just so casual about it because in early 90s, it was, I mean, that like, it was still a pretty taboo thing. So, you know, Shout out to them for just going into it and not being like heavy-handed about it either, right? And it's,
2: funny. it's like they 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 treated the comedy the same way. They 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 delivered the lines that you know, like it, it was casual it and it like fit in,
3: they, right? I mean, it, yeah,
2: it, it wasn't forced. I right. guess that's what we're all saying, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that was the great thing about
4: Seinfeld, because they they tackled a lot of things, but it was just so and but it wasn't like you said it wasn't forced, it wasn't heavy handed. It's just, you know what I mean. But it yeah okay, I'm done. Please continue.
1: Yeah. And like you said, the whole That's thing. Seinfeld.
2: Was,
1: yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and of course, she, you know, she ends up missing the one because you know what I mean you know what I mean oh man.
2: It's, but it's I, a great, I love it. Yeah. Chris, talk about the monologue she has in her.
0: Own yes.
4: Monologue. Oh, my God. I love the inner monologue. I think that might have been other than the 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 end when the Kramer thing, which we'll get to that. But this might have been my second favorite thing of the whole episode. She she's having this whole inner monologue. I wonder, like that's just
2: that's I wonder a if she won an Emmy that year
4: To to quote Michael Cole. Vintage white woman. Like she's going through all these changes in her mind, and looking around at everybody thinking somebody's gonna get her, and nobody's even paying her any attention. They're, everybody's just pissed because the train's not moving. You know what I mean? But
3: <laughs> yeah, it's still If anybody's been on top of that too, if you've ever been like claustrophobic or in you know in a in a situation like that, that's exactly what's going through your mind. Is just like, fuck. Are we just when are we gonna start moving? Okay, it's gonna start moving now, now, and it's like you know. It's been like five seconds, but to you in your head, when you're going through all these things in your head, it feels like it's been, you know, a half an hour. And you're like, when the fuck are we going to start moving or doing this? You know, it's, yeah, it's classic. It's such a great bit sitting there, you know.
2: Well, she doesn't win an Emmy till 95 or a Golden Globe uh, or a Screen Actors Guild till 97, 98 till the end of the series, but definitely laying the groundwork for her amazing character jerry just falls asleep uh on the subway guys and we just watch him comedically <laughs> try to find a way to sit on the chair um and then the guy across from him ends up naked and they talk about new york mets baseball and then they go to coney island and you wouldn't believe the number of hot dogs this guy put away dp
3: he wanted somebody to ride the cyclone with, and who else better than? Yeah, no uh, one would
2: go. Uh, no one no. wanted to
3: go with him. <laughs> and here he is, falling asleep. And it's funny. Every, uh, like every scene, they pop back to showing Jerry uh, and this guy, and him. You know, Jerry starting to fall asleep. You just see the crowd start to move further and further away behind him, because this fucking dude sitting over there <laughs> is starting to drop trow and get naked, <laughs> and. For some reason, Jerry just, uh, you know, that happened, you know, like, yep, that's a normal day on the subway. And he just starts chatting it up with this guy because what else are you going to do? You know, he clearly needs a friend, I guess.
2: He drops the newspaper and Jerry's like, no, 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 no. I'll I, got I got that.
3: Please, yeah. I got that. You know, I, oh, are you yes, ashamed you're ashamed. I'm not ashamed of my body. Well, you should be.
4: <laughs> well, well, you should be. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the
0: problem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, and shout out
4: to to the naked guy, man. He's uh he's the quintessential that guy. I remember he was uh Leah Remini's dad in Saved by the Bell. Yeah, and
2: I've yeah, seen god, him he in He's
3: been on a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: He's yeah, he, yeah. yes, at the fucking uh, uh, uh
3: speech resort. Yes, yeah.
2: oh my god, ring the bell for Saved Leo by the Bell. He was Leo To In seven years we're gonna start covering Saved by the Bell after Seinfeld. We only got like <laughs> we only got like sixteen years to go. <laughs> Rob, six thoughts six years
4: bash gonna take my place but get <laughs> to
1: <laughs> um i thought it was just hilarious when J- the, the way jerry was just falling asleep like he just didn't give a damn oh <laughs> <And, laughs> uh, but then yeah then you know the guy sitting across from him and then the guy just yeah he's
2: he <laughs> How about the baseball conversation, though? Isn't that like any two fans of a team? They disagree on, like, every little thing back and forth, even though they agree. And by the end, they're like, we got no chance. but well, we got a chance, right? Oh, yeah, we, we got a chance.
1: exactly Yes, <laughs> yes. And, uh, yes. and it's, it was just, it was hilarious. And, in the fact, they end up going to Coney Island together. Right. On to the My
2: favorite is to get off, and it's all fog. You can't even see what the fuck is going on. And Jerry's yeah. like,
0: French fries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 man! all <laughs> right,
2: let's get let's get the Kramer and his problem with gambling. And, Rob, I, I, you, I mean, have you ever been a gambler? Have you ever bet on anything? Can you relate to his like hearing this information on the subway that no one else has and knows about? And then the comedic back and forth that we played to begin this segment where the father was a mutter, the mutter was a mutter. Yes, yes. And you know, they begin the episode with Jerry having to pay with the pay for the bill cuz they know he's highly successful and makes way more money than them and it, you know, it's just like, hey, yeah, you can afford this. We're not and they're gone before he even has it. And then the look that Jerry and Elaine give each other when Kramer pulls out the stack
1: and, this and starts, just like boom. Ah,
2: boom, I'm fucking Kramer. Your thoughts on the gambling, the monologue before the bet and the
1: diner Okay, so um, well, the, the part, the opening part of the diner was funny, where they just got up and left Jerry, and you know, yeah, and just
2: all three of them, Baxter, yeah. two steps from the door, He got, just, hey. he turns around and it's like they're hey. having- <laughs> <Hey>.
1: <laughs> That part, and now uh, fortunately, you know, uh, gambling has not been legal in Maryland It's just got legalized recently, but they still haven't finished setting up the sports book and all of that. So I, I've been saved from turning into a degenerate <laughs> but
2: <laughs> there are ways
4: give it time bob give it
1: time
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean maybe you're maybe you're just you know keeping your cover there and it's actually you know there's ways but anyway you can go on to the next part if you want yeah
1: and then yeah, but the whole thing about father's and mother and all that I man i was just rolling through all of that and then i thought the, yeah i thought he was going to i thought he was losing the first cuz he was freaking out like it just wasn't going to go, and then the thing ass. turned around.
0: He's
2: a jockey, dude. He's like, oh. he grabbed the. He I grabbed bet that's where Kevin, that's where Kevin Nealon got it from, right? For, yeah, for and um, doing the bull dance, and
1: then and then and then the part after that, you know, where he sees the shady-looking dude, and then the guy starts chasing oh, him on the oh, subway. Yeah, the,
2: yeah, the blind yeah bring
1: it back around to george to
3: george bring it back around to george's yeah. lack of tipping he's the only one i'm sorry i can't this if i can't carry change in these pockets and he wouldn't tip the guy he's not really blind <laughs> but george yeah
4: george <laughs> he was right. he's not really yeah. blind yeah. George yeah.
2: <laughs> at the same time he gets mugged in a hotel and hands up to the <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> right, he and exactly
0: he <laughs> <to fuck. laughs> don't know shit comedy.
2: That's Seinfeld right there. Oh yeah, I'm glad we got to that that <laughs> you, that can't be missed. That yeah. can't be fucking missed. Right? He knew the blind guy wasn't blind, but he George was too blind. But, to but you put a, a skirt, put a skirt put a skirt in front of him. Of <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, look, hey, well, look, um, that's a common mistake for us guys. Isn't it? I mean, yeah, Touché. Blinded. Touché. <laughs> He's yeah. literally he was ball. literally blinded.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> He was wrapped huh? up like a dude, huh? another runner of the night, light,
1: a <laughs> yeah. light. No man, but yeah, the part where the guy was chasing them on the subway, and he, that was just hilarious. Oh, oh man, especially since the guy—you know—the guy saw him at, at the at the bookie place, and he and, and, and he's
3: flashing his cash, right? He's like, eh? eh? he turns around, like, "Yeah, I got, hey, I got hey, all this hey. money." Oh shit!
2: Oh man. All right, gentlemen, I got to cut the conversation off here. We've had way too much fun today. This is how these shows are going to go. They're going to be fucking filled with unbelievable conversations because we're still going to cover Seinfeld. We're going to continue on our road to number one on the Chair Shot Top 100 presented by the DWI podcast. And, of course, we're always going to have wrestling thoughts. AJ Balaz should be back with us next week, I'm fairly certain, I don't know if there's going to be trivia, folks. We may not have time for that. Maybe we have a lightning round kind of thing. But it's time to go today. Rob, thank, thank you for coming on. Thank you for contributing. Uh, tell us everything you got going on, where people can find you.
1: Okay. So, of course, I'm on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast with DJ and Jason on ShareShot Ch- Radio Network. You can hear us every week. Um, you can find me on Twitter at R-B-O-N-N-E-1. Uh, you can I have my own little website, Rob's dot genius.com.
2: Rob's a motherfucking <laughs> Yes.
1: <laughs> so you can find you can find me in all of those places. And also any I am a pretty much a horror of a podcast guest. If you have a podcast and and you're looking for a guest, you know, I'm, I'm always willing to come on if I'm available. Uh, and that's about it.
3: <laughs> DP
2: What's crack clacking besides just trying to put stuff away, still, probably, I would imagine. For fuck's sake.
3: Don't try to open a checking account. And you can follow me all <laughs> over the world by social media interwebs.
2: Best way to miss lunch on your day off at the bar is open a checking account.
3: <sighs> Seriously. Don't go at lunchtime, apparently. Yeah. That was two and a half hours. Not well spent. Friday, uh, and Friday, it's me, oof. DPP.
2: Tuesdays.
3: Tuesdays. 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 Go on Tuesdays? Yeah, not Friday. Don't Get go it. on Fridays. Well, clearly not. I don't know. Anyways, add it to me DPP all over the social media interwebs, and uh, make sure you're following this show at Podcast DWI and on Facebook.com slash DWI Podcast.
2: Christopher Platt.
4: Hey man, you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. More importantly, make sure you support the movement known as the by going. Going to com forward slash the chair shot and picking up an official chair shot t shirt. Please and thank you. Thank you and please. And make sure you check out the uh, Triple G Canelo Alvarez fight this weekend. The first two were classics. I have no reason to believe that this third one isn't going to be a classic as well.
2: All right. Presented by Modelo, probably. Probably. <laughs> Either Modelo or Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, man. Those are two of the biggest names of boxing. I guess Tyson Fury has actually signed on to fight Anthony Joshua in November. So Really? I thought he was done. Yes, sir. Oh, he's yes, going to mop the
4: floor up with him. But you might as well pick that money up on the ground. I am,
2: I am your resident Max Kellerman. Not in the bad way, in the boxing way.
1: Um, so how long until uh, Tyson Fury takes the Fed money?
2: I thought that's where we were heading. He I thought stops, we were heading towards him and McIntyre. When he, when he stops he stops making eight figures boxing because you know he's pulling in at least 10 million for this fight regardless of what happens right he's the champ he's probably getting 20 or 30 but yeah you're right you're right yep all right follow me at pc tony follow this show like dp said at podcast twi at Chairshot nfl that's a thing uh bandwagon nerds mindless wrestling podcast outsiders edge is back that's phenomenal. There's so many things going on: Chairshot Radio Network, Greg Demarco Show, uh, hashtag Miranda Show. I mean, there's just tons of stuff there for you. Uh, tons of content to consume. Roll that Greenwich Reggae DP for me, if you will. Uh, next week we go 81 to 90 on the top 100, and I just want to let you know. For now, you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known. SD W, goodbye.
0: The Chairshot dot com always
4: use your head.